Okay, welcome back into the protest coverage podcast. I'm Kevin Xavier. Today we are going to chat with a couple organizers from northern New Jersey uh, who had an incident, a run-in with police that seemingly ended well, uh, but a few days later um, it was a different story. Now just to set the backdrop for the audience, I'm sure everyone is familiar with the Capitol insurrection on the 6th of January. As a result, all over the country and in the Northeast in particular, there was a massive call to action for anyone who supports anti-fascism. And that action was on the 10th of January, Sunday. And there was an action affiliated in Northern New Jersey. And the two individuals who helped organize it are joining us now. So I welcome in Nick and Victor. Welcome aboard. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having Thanks for having us. Happy to have you always. Uh, you know, it's really important for us to tell as many stories of what's going on um, throughout this movement. And it's not just in New York City, as we've seen. Um, you know, I've seen you both at demonstrations in New York City, but there's a lot of organizing tied to the ice hunger strikes going on in northern New Jersey. So that being said, I'm going to turn it over to Nick to start just to talk a little bit about the action uh, and your organization, Raise NJ. Sure. Um, our organization is called Raise Ramsey Alliance for Social Equity. Um, we have a protest almost every Sunday in our town on Main Street. And um, each week we focus on a pertinent issue. And of course, this past last weekend, um, the issue was refusing fascism. Um, doing a solidarity event with um, the organization Refuse Fascism. Um, so we decided that it, it was relevant and important for us to, to take the street um, and march on Main Street um, to, to stand up for democracy and um, take a stand against fascism in our town. So we, uh, we marched on Main Street. It's a small town, so it only takes about 10 minutes to walk from one side to the other. Um, we were arriving at our destination, uh, which was a public park, when the police arrived. And um, when they were telling us to get off the road, we were pretty much already leaving the road on our own accord because we had reached our destination. And it seemed that as soon as the officer made eye contact with Victor um, and I think saw his race. Um, Ramsey's a mostly white town, um, generally conservative. He basically immediately parked and pursued Victor and only Victor, even though um, we were all marching in the street together. I think that if, if he was pursuing him because, only because he was marching in the road, he would be pursuing all of us. Um, but because that was not the case, it makes it pretty clear that this was a case of racial profiling. Now, just to clarify for the audience, Nick, we're, you know, you've had, you had this demonstration often. Um, yes. And you've had police escorts in the past, to my understanding. Yeah, I mean, we don't really tell them what we're planning on doing ahead of time, but if they see us starting to march, they'll often block traffic for us and um, not, not try to intimidate us. Nothing like what happened um, that past Sunday. 
so generally their it their posturing was more of a safety posture uh protecting traffic and right. protecting the ones marching up until this point is that correct yes okay you can go on nick i just wanted to make sure that we're we're on the same page okay so um once the officer got out of the car and started pursuing victor um most of the other protesters who um, were there tried to block the officer's path because we could see that this was clearly racially motivated. And um, as mostly white allies, we see it as our, our role to, to step in at that point and, and protect our, our black comrades and make sure that the police can't get to them. Um, so luckily we were able to prevent the officer from reaching Victor and we were able to de-escalate the situation um, in the moment. And the officers left without incident. Um, however, there was an article that was uh, published in a county newspaper, The Record, on Tuesday, where we, we accused Ramsey police of racially profiling. And basically, I'm quoted in in the paper as saying that I think that if I, if I wasn't white, I would have been arrested for, for blocking the officer's pathway and obstructing him. Um, and sure enough, the next morning I was given a summons as if to say, okay, you're going to get arrested. <laughs> now, and thank you for recounting that for us, Nick. Nick, we started with your perspective, obviously, because you were looking at Victor. And from the videos I've seen, Victor's, your back was to the officers behind you. So until you made eye contact with them, you didn't necessarily know how close they were to you. Uh, so with that backdrop, Victor, why don't you hop in and tell us your perspective? Yeah, I mean, um, usually I'm actually never around Sundays. I'm never really like able to go to um, Ramsey. And this was like one of the first Sundays I was actually able to go. So. I was like, yeah, all right, let's make the let's make the trip over. So, um, you know, and unfortunately, we always had a conversation with whoever I'm with in the car, like, you know, just safety protocols, you know, what happens if I, you know, something does happen. So we always had that conversation, but I've never been there. So I, I didn't think nothing would really happen. But um, yeah, we were basically marching. We were exiting off the street and I hear behind me like an engine rev and the engine revving and almost hit me on my on my right side was the police car um, with um, Brian Paul in it. Uh, that's his name. And um, that's when I turned around and that's when it was, he was already on my right side and we made that eye contact. And basically after that, I just started moving, but I heard him call, you know, call for me. And, you know, I think after so, after so many months of doing this, I think you kind of get trained as a protester, as a leader, whatever you want to categorize it as to, you know, almost like pick your battles. And I knew this wasn't my battle to pick right now. So I didn't even see him go after me. I kept walking. But um, that's kind of like what Nick was saying. He just kept kind of going after it and going after it. But I also know if I make one move, even if I just turn around and say hi almost, it's it could be, you know, game over for me. But, um, yeah, no, basically he just kept going after me. And then he wanted to illegally um, ID me. That was his main cause. And in the state of New Jersey, actually, there's, no, there's something called um, search and identify. And we do not have that statue in New Jersey. Um, other states do. And that statue basically allows officers to ID you for any reason but New Jersey does not have that. So they cannot ask you for identification at any form. 
Um, and if they do, it's an, it's, it's an illegal act. And um, that's what the officer wanted to do. He also did that to my mother that was there because again, I wasn't talking and uh, he, uh, they went around to kind of block. So he did ask to illegally um, then ask for ID for my mother as well. And then other protesters offered their ID and he didn't want it. He only wanted mine. And when he couldn't get mine, he wanted my mother's. And it's just one of those things where, and then um, as far as like what Nick was saying with the de-escalating, we were the one to de-escalate because I didn't even say a word. And then afterwards, um, we all decided to sit down basically. And we all sat down and then he called for backup, which only again, escalates the situation. And then again, if I, if just as a black man, as a person of color, if I make one move, now I got six officers on my back and it's happened before to me. It's happened before to so many of us. So it's just one of those things where in these small kind of suburban towns, I know a lot of, you know, your viewers are from New York and it's, Think of it almost like a million different NYPDs on a way smaller scale that they all have their own kind of, you know, racist mindsets, but it's all so different, but you're only two miles away from each other type of thing. So it's just one of those things where it's in a town like Ramsey, they don't want you to do anything out of the norm. And, you know, as soon as a person of color comes in, that's out of the norm for them. There's no people of color that enter that jurisdiction, that town. So unfortunately that's what happened and, you know, we, we protect us, but we also have to just hold our officers and our, our people in our cities and towns accountable for, for their illegal actions. And I think it's important to note, Victor, that you and your mother are known to law enforcement in Northern New Jersey because of the organizing that you've been doing over the last six months. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've covered a fair amount of the, the run-ins that you've had in different towns, uh, mm -hmm. not Ramsey, but, um, you know, we see this also in the city where they, the same demonstrators continue to be arrested. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it obviously begs the question, why is it the same demonstrators that are being arrested every time? And I'm sure there's people who would say, oh, well, those are the folks that keep acting up. And, you know, that's why, you know, and the whole line of you break the law, you're like, you got to expect this. And, um, but in the case of New York City, and in your case, in, in most of these instances, it's just folks exercising their First Amendment rights. Mm -hmm. And to have, and I think that's why the energy has been so ratcheted up here in the Northeast since the Capitol insurrection, because we've seen the drastic difference yeah. in how protesting is enforced on a daily basis for the last seven months. And um, Letitia James, New York State Attorney General, just levied a lawsuit to install a federal monitor for the NYPD. She's suing the NYPD for various infractions, human rights infractions, excessive force infractions, and suppression of constitutional rights, you know, the First mm -hmm. Amendment, uh, Fourth Amendment, and Fourteenth Amendment. So. Um, it's very convenient is the word that I'll use here, uh, that not only did this happen and did you have this interaction on the day, a national day of action, a national day refusing fascism all, all throughout this country. And there were demonstrations all over and we covered some in New York, yep. uh, but beyond that, you leave the, the situation without incident. And mm -hmm. then days later, you're issued summons. Now, Victor, did they ever track down your information or did they ever 
issue you any summons from this particular incident? Uh, they don't have, I, we didn't give them my information. They don't have my information at all. Um, they try to get my mother's, but they didn't get that either. But again, like kind of what you said, they know, they know who I am. Um, they know my, my, they know my, any information they want to know, they know it, you know, but they didn't get that from, from me. So, um, but I did not get a summons like Nick. Uh, he was only one issued a summons, but, um, you know, one can only assume that they wanted to do that and more based off the interaction that, that we had that day in Ramsey. And it's important, Nick, you noted, um, it was a county newspaper. It was the Bergen Record, correct? Yes. Mm -hmm. So the Bergen Record um, in New Jersey is the gold standard of journalism um, and has been for several years. So I think that's important for the audience to note. Um, and it's one of the, the oldest and most trusted sources of news in the tri-state area, and that includes New York City. Um, so for them to come out and write a story about this, kind of lends it a, a little more credibility. I know you said county newspaper because it is Bergen County, but um, you know, this isn't the uh, Ramsey Gazette that wrote this article. Uh, so moving forward, okay, so you're issued the summons, Nick. Um, have you had further contact? Where's the legal process now? Any details that you can discuss? Um, so I have a lawyer. Um, that's working with me on the case. Um, and he sent a letter of representation with the police department and the borough of Ramsey, um, asking them to disclose all of their footage, all of their information on the case, all the evidence. Um, it's, it's actually um, going to be in the Ramsey Municipal Court, which is something that kind of worries me because I'm kind of at the mercy of the Ramsey Municipal Judge. And it's no secret to anybody who lives around here that every single person that sits on anything in Ramsey is a Republican. And many of them are, are far right Republicans. So what we've been doing is we've organized a campaign to get the charges dropped and demand accountability for the racial profiling that Ramsey Police Department engaged in. So we have a petition that calls for those things. And um, we're organize a phone and email zap to call our local officials um, and the department to get the charges dropped. And we're also having an action um, this coming Sunday, the 24th um, at Ramsey Town Hall, where we're trying to get um, as many numbers as we can out there to just demand accountability for this unacceptable case of racial profiling and, and to get these retaliatory and intimidating charges dropped. Yeah, and I, I think that's important because it's something we've been hearing, thankfully, uh, over the last couple of days. And uh, yesterday I was up in, in the Bronx for the Mont Haven Families Press Conference and they had one uh, elected official who was there uh, her name's Amanda Septimo. Yeah. She is the assemblywoman for the 84th district, which is the South Bronx. And she was demanding accountability from the NYPD to, directly to them. You know, there were cruisers on site and she was calling out to them and saying, you need to be held accountable. We need answers. And we haven't seen a ton of that um, from political leaders in this area. 
Um, so I'm just curious also if Victor or, or Nick, if you've spoken to any elected officials in the areas where you live uh, about these incidents and whether or not they're willing to stand up and join you. The, so, the, yeah, you got it, Nick. Um, something I think that um, also should be mentioned is that the, the police chief in Ramsey, he made a statement um, to the Bergen record and he's quoted in the article claiming that the officer, officer Brian Paul couldn't tell what, um, tell the race of the protester that was targeted because his back was turned. But if you review the video, that's just completely inaccurate. It's really obvious that the officer could see face to face. And that's um, that point, Victor, when you turned your head because you felt a car coming up on your side and you turned your head and made eye contact. Is that correct? Yes, yeah, we made eye contact. And I'm 99% sure that he drove past before and we were like sitting on um, or standing by the train station and we made eye contact then too, so. Yeah. coming a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also to your question um, about kind of the elected officials, it's so weird in Jersey compared to New York where you have a more collective group of elected officials in Jersey, there's so many different pockets of them. And um, it's, it's kind of hard to have a consistent group of elected officials speak out because like somebody from one town almost never speaks out on something that's happening in another town, even though they share a border or they share resources even. So, um, I mean, to your, to your question, no. Um, it's kind of more of a thing where I, I personally almost feel like we, we shouldn't have, almost have to reach out to our elected officials. If you don't want to speak on our behalf out of willingness, then personally, I don't have any business trying to convince you to speak out on my behalf or Nick's behalf or on any other person's behalf when we're talking about something so blatant and so consistent as far as racism and the brutality and the, and the issues at hand, so. And it's important to mention, Nick, uh, alluded to the fact that Ramsey is a very red town uh, and most public officials there, if not all, are right-leaning or they're Republican. Um, but that's not the case in a lot of towns in New Jersey, some of which that you've demonstrated in. And we haven't heard from those officials either. So I think it's important to note that, um, and something I noted yesterday in Modhaven was that Amanda Septimo was the only elected official that was present for that. And to my knowledge, absent Letitia James has been the only elected official to speak out about that incident um, at all. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I guess it comes to a point where you're wondering, or I guess, does it, the question I would pose to you is, Obviously, you have significant doubts, if not no belief whatsoever in this, the governmental system that we live under at present. How much does that, you know, ha not having the support of elected officials, even from parties that support your platform, um, how does that affect your mindset as far as the system that is the United States government? I mean, I hope, I need, at least for Jersey, and one of the reasons why I almost like love being in Jersey is that we bring awareness to this um, and also bring an awareness to the fact that we as the next generation have almost a role to play. And I always tell people like as a leader, I try to just help everybody I can. And one of the things is you don't have to be, you know, per se, 
like myself or like Nick that's out there 24 seven. But what you can do if you like public government is make sure that when you're ready and able, you get into those public offices and public seats. Cause most of them in Jersey and small towns, you're not winning with a million votes. We're talking a couple thousand votes only, you know? So I, I think for public officials and for like us, it's just, you know, just say what happened. That can just do so much for us. Just speak out on it. We're not even asking you to go forth and bring about these lawsuits and bring, just speaking on it just so much as far as recognition, because that's all we've been doing these past seven months in Jersey or eight months, however long it's been. And look how they retaliate just for bringing recognition. And that's something that at least in America is so important. Just bringing to the forefront what's going on, the discrimination or the racism or the, you know, unjust actions of, of officers and bringing that, just say, hey, look, look what's happening. This, here it is. And that would just do wonders. But yeah, public officials are just not able to do that. So I think it's just our role as the next generation coming up to get into those, those freeholder seats, those county board seats, those, you know, even local town government or city councils and be able to just be there for the people and bring, you know, love to everybody, but also bring accountability to those that do wrong especially at the hands of law enforcement. And what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's really important for the young folks that are coming out to these events to start running for local seats. I mean, not only do all of our politicians locally in this town, they, they don't speak out on any of these issues. They don't even recognize that any of these things are happening, but also we've, seen um, town council people walking down the road towards our protest and then they deliberately cross the road to avoid even interacting with us, which is just so striking. It's just like- Local elected officials, you mean. Right. Officials in our town approaching a peaceful protest in their town would rather cross the street and just pretend we don't even exist than have have a civil conversation with us. And folks wonder why people are losing faith in elected officials. Mm -hmm. yep. Gentlemen, I appreciate you taking the time today. Uh, Victor, I imagine I'll see you in a, a couple hours. Yes, I will uh, be. You're gonna be at the march, so take care of yourself. Um, you know, and I'll see you soon. Nick, thank you so much for jumping on. And the two of you, uh, we really respect the organizing that you're doing. Um, First Amendment rights are above and beyond the most important thing to us. And if someone cannot exercise the first right written, then I think our country is in a bad, bad place. And uh, that's why you're out in the streets every day. Uh, marching for change. So thank you again. I appreciate what you're doing. Thank you so much. I appreciate for you joining with me uh, today on the podcast. So Victor, I'll see you very soon. And Nick, looking forward to meeting you in person very soon. Awesome. Sir. Thank All you. Right. Okay. Take care, guys. All right. Thank you. Stay safe.